Hello and welcome to What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Leecroft, a journalist, blogger and podcaster based in Brighton. And you're listening to Series 4, Episode 13, How to Get Started with Email Lists. So I'm so happy about the cooler climbs, but less so about the fact that less than 26,000 people signed the petition asking the UK government to act on black maternal mortality rates which are appalling. If you don't know, black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth than white women in Britain, and it must be addressed. So, if you're a UK resident, please head to the link in the show notes and add your name to the petition. Also, make sure that you confirm it. You'll get an email, and then you just need to confirm it so that it adds to the list, otherwise your vote doesn't count. If the petition gets to 100,000 names, the government have to debate it in Parliament, and that is the very least we white white passing folk can do this should appall you um it shouldn't be happening it's the uk there's literally no reason for it to be happening apart from racism so i'd really really love you to go and at least sign the petition if you have time if you feel called to then please share it with as many people as possible okay back to today's solo episode I want to talk all about email lists, why you should have one, how to get started, and I'm going to give you some of my best tips um, that have come from building my own over the past five years. I guess I should start by saying that you should have one. (laughs) That's the first thing I want to say. It's so important to build a community outside of social media platforms because guess what? You don't own those platforms and you're at the mercy of the algorithm changes and your own posting schedules and whether your photos are good enough or you know it's it's hard it's far harder work communicating with potential clients colleagues or followers whoever through the fickle force that is facebook twitter or instagram than it is via your website or newsletter so now i've convinced you have i convinced you (laughs) let's just pretend that you're fully on board with starting your email list and ready to take the next step in setting up your list. Perhaps you already started building one and you just need a reason to actually send an email to your 10, 20, 3,000 subscribers. Honestly, I know people who have like 20 people on their email list, um, right up to people who've got 10,000, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you know what you're doing or, or that you're following any kind of blueprint to get there. So... Hopefully these simple tips will help you either way, but if not, please feel free to slide into my DMs and ask me anything. So first off, provider. Who should you use? So I am pretty experienced with MailChimp um, and I recently switched to ConvertKit. I'm less experienced with ConvertKit and I'm basically learning everything I know through somebody called Elizabeth Goddard, who is amazing. Um, A link to um, her blog is in in the show notes. I really love ConvertKit, but others are available. Things like Aweber, MailerLite, MailerDemon. Um, but to start off with, I'd probably recommend MailChimp. It's f- completely free until you hit something like 1,500 subscribers. Um, and by that point, your list should start paying for itself anyway. Um, MailChimp is pretty intuitive. It makes jazzy, pretty emails that most people love. Where I think it falls down is when it comes to marketing and segmenting of your list. Once I'd started needing to do things that were a bit more than just sending an email, um, I struggled to 
to kind of do more sophisticated sales funnels or just separate my list so that I wasn't emailing irrelevant stuff to a chunk of people um and although and that's where ConvertKit is much much better um because it's it's built for email marketing so MailChimp have started to use ConvertKit's big draw of uh, like tagging subscribers so you might have seen if you've been with if you if you're with MailChimp already you'll have seen in the past year I think it might have even been less than a year ago they brought in tags however the issue that I have with MailChimp is that you people sign up to a list and if you have that person on a list on five different lists the same person gets counted five times as opposed to in ConvertKit they could sign up to I mean, you don't have lists at all, but it could they could have five different interests represented by tags, but they're only counted once. Um, and that's really, really helpful for me because I want to be able to just quickly set, create an email and say, send this email to people who are interested in Pinterest uh, podcasts and motherhood. I mean, that's a terrible example because I would never do that, but as opposed to copying and pasting people from or sending several different emails to several different lists and perhaps getting the same people on them. If if you don't use MailChimp at all, you probably won't know what I'm talking about, but there's a, a terminology that's used when people compare MailChimp and ConvertKit and it's something like ConvertKit is a subscriber based um service whereas MailChimp is a list-based service so I needed a subscriber-based service um and something more sophisticated so that's why I switched so let's talk a little bit about ConvertKit so in my opinion ConvertKit is amazing you do pay right from the get-go um it's a sliding scale but for me, that was the impetus to ditch about 600 cold subscribers who weren't opening or engaging with my emails anymore. So I have a tidier list now since transferring from MailChimp. And by the way, the having to switch from MailChimp to ConvertKit is so easy. It's not like when you have to change host or um, move from like WordPress to Squarespace and back again. It's super easy. Okay, so ways to build your list. One of the most common ways to build your list is through what's known as lead magnets. These are things that are usually downloadable things that you offer folk in exchange for handing over their email addresses. Um, It might be a template or a meal planner or, you know, something related to what you blog about. And I do think this is a great way to do it, as long as what you're offering is on brand and of value. I built mine this way, right up to about 3,000 subscribers back in the day, but (laughs) through things like packing lists, travel itineraries, because at the time I was writing a lot about travel. So, you know, I ditched, I'm less than a thousand subscribers now because I ditched a huge chunk of my list who'd signed up through through things like that and weren't interested in what I was writing about anymore um so making sure it's on brand is really important 
free challenges are another way, great way to connect with and grow your audience. A free challenge simply requires you to collect email addresses and have a way to categorize or tag them so that you can send your free challenge once it starts. Something like my three-day pitch challenge works well here. That's kind of a good example of what to do it, um, of how to do one. Or you could do a daily photo prompt and get your audience to create something on Instagram. So it's quite a good way to bounce people around your various platforms as well. Um, Because, you know, you should be using your email list to drive traffic to your website or wherever. And of course you can and should have somewhere to sign up to your list um, on your website, Instagram, wherever, with a really good call to action um, wherever your audience are. So I often see pop-ups on people's website that just say sign up to my newsletter. And I mean, I'm never going to do that because I don't know what the newsletter is about. Why, why would I sign up to it? It could be a daily newsletter. What you want is something like pop your email address in here to receive my weekly musings about motherhood. Something like that. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a call to action of I'm, you know, sign up and then get my 10 point plan to lose 10 stone in two days. It doesn't have to be that kind of call to action. Um, but yeah, something that tells people or asks people to do something for a good reason. Nifty tricks that I use. Number one is the welcome series. Now, I was really surprised when I was chatting to Monica Stott. It's on one of the first episodes of the podcast that we recorded together. Um, And I told her about this idea and she wasn't doing it already. And she's a super successful blogger. She's had an email, um, a newsletter for a long time, lots and lots of subscribers. um, And she didn't, she hadn't thought about this as something that you could offer. Now, I don't even know how I discovered this, but I did, and I'm really glad I did. (laughs) So probably about three years ago, I just used MailChimps. They've got templates that you can set up, and I'm sure the template is welcome a new customer or or something like that. And as soon as someone um, subscribes to your list, a series of emails are automatically sent to them um, and they and you can ch- you can tweak everything so it could be every day for three days it could be every week for three weeks I heard Jenna Kutcher on her podcast which I don't really listen to anymore but I heard her say that she has essentially a welcome series that lasts almost a year which to me is absolutely mad but that's a very American um what I do which is really simple is I start with sharing who I am and what I do very briefly um where I create content how often I create content and when and what to expect um from the newsletter so um I'll be sending you a daily email or Uh, I typically don't have a schedule, but I'll just send you an email when I feel like it, or I send a monthly in-depth newsletter all about self-care or whatever. Um, And then 
and a couple of days later there'll be a bit more of an in-depth about me um and then finally I give access to my bonus pdf folder so that's where all of my lead magnets live because if someone's already subscribed they shouldn't have to subscribe again to get the freebies so they just have access to everything straight away this is a really great way to set your intention out and make it clear who you are and what to expect from your list as well as kind of get rid of anyone who's eventually going to leave anyway second I use tagging so I mentioned this already but tagging is incredibly useful for me ConvertKit is amazing for this but MailChimp not so much but you have to use whatever you can there so separate lists I guess either way once you start tagging your subscribers with their interests purchases demographics or whatever you can serve them or whatever you can serve them much much better Um, It might be that you exclude them from certain emails or create content, especially for those demographics. Um, And this has been really, really helpful for me. Lastly, don't annoy people. (laughs) I'm actually really bad at this because I'm learning ConvertKit and like, yeah, so I've just been experimenting a lot. Um, And also I have stuff to sell and most people hate reading emails like that. Um, myself included but it's an unavoidable part of my job so that's that Um, ways that you can definitely try to avoid annoying people include not sending emails with incorrect info or broken links that's always really annoying it's so annoying I do it sometimes everyone does it but it is annoying not sending emails filled with emojis gifs loads of photos loads of quotes etc etc I mean this might be a really subjective one because I really hear a lot that emojis lots of emojis are like make people open emails but I don't know if it's that I associate them with hard selling American emails but I I just hate them (laughs) not sending a daily email oh now the majority of the time when I unsubscribe from a newsletter um, whether it's someone's newsletter or you know a company whatever it's because they're sending me too many emails and that's that so and I'm pretty sure my unsubscribe rate has gone up since I've had to send more emails Um, so yeah that's where you're tagging and segmenting and stuff like that come in really not sending a boring AF formulaic email with links to your latest blog posts, etc., etc. So there's a few emails that I used to be subscribed to that basically just sent a carbon copy of the same shit different month. And it bored me to tears. I knew that I was going to get a sort of fake heartfelt beginning well it would start off with before we dive in here's here's something then in the middle it would be the kind of main bulk of the newsletter which would be yeah some sort of heartfelt something or other and then it would be oh here are my blog posts and here's some stuff that I found online and and then that's it and I have to say (laughs) I do the same (laughs) I do something pretty similar um but for you know I'm I'm mix I'm changing this I used to do something similar I'm changing this going forward because I find it really boring 
<laughs> I think it's really important to have links and things like that, useful links. And certainly if you sign up to someone's newsletter because they're going to be a, you know, sustainable fashion resource, you want sustainable fashion resources when you read the email. But for a lot of us, it feels more like that's the blueprint of an email list, email newsletter that you have to follow. Does that make sense? I don't know why I'm asking you because I'm talking into a microphone and no one can answer. <laughs> you can tweet me about it. I'm sure there are many, many more things that you could not do to annoy people, but you might have to figure those out for yourself. And I think it is subjective. So even though I'm sending you all of these things, like there aren't really any rules lastly care less about unsubscribes i mentioned that i recently deleted around 600 people from my list and that's because a they cost me money and b they dragged my open rate to a diabolical level why does that matter well if i'm spending time and money creating valuable content there's absolutely no point sending it to folk who probably won't even read it That's not to say that I don't feel hurt every time a bunch of people unsubscribe from my list because, yeah, of course, I do. I'm working on it. But rationalising it means that I'm consistently striving to make better content and deliver it to the right people. So there you have it. My top tips on creating and growing your email list. I hope you enjoyed this solo episode. It's the penultimate because last week is the final episode in this series of What She Said. Um, I'm finishing it a little bit early because I'm knackered and yeah, that's that really. (laughs) But I will be back at some point with a brand new podcast, perhaps another series of what she said. I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. I've really, really loved recording every episode this season. It's been so much fun. I've had amazing guests and yeah, and I've got one guest left for you who is dream boat i think you're gonna love the the next episode so come and find me online the outro is gonna come in in a minute and i'll be telling you where to find me so (laughs) i won't go into it but um have a great week thank you so much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoy it you can get in touch with me on twitter or instagram i'm at lucy craft i'd love you to leave a review for the show if you have time all of the information that we chatted about in this episode is in the show notes you can find everything at lucylucraft.com forward slash podcast see you next week Bye.